Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss and Cage Podcast. So this particular episode is a special episode for me because this is the first person that I've had on my show that I've known pretty much my entire damn life, like literally since like early 90s. So to have opportunity for her to also be a fellow entrepreneur and to be on the show is, is, a, is a gift in itself. So without further ado, I want to introduce everyone to Erica J. The big boss over there. I'm, I think your nickname for this show should be um, Lights, Camera, Action. Miss Lights, Camera, Action. That should be your name. So, so, so go it. ahead and, and, and take the seat. I mean, who are you, Erica? So it's funny that you should say Lights, Camera, Action. Um, because when I was in college, I got the name Hollywood. Mm. And it's so funny that even to um, to, to today, mm. I still have that that name. Um, and it's kind of like the lights, camera, action. But mm. personally, I am Erica with a K. Remember that? <laughs> Erica with a K. Um, the spiritual lover, um, motivational. Um, motivational, I'm a mom. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't say that first. I'm a mom before anything else. And, um, I'm someone who loves people and, um, I love children, which is why I've been a teacher, um, double digit years now. And, um, so that's Erica. That's Erica. And it's funny that you, you became a teacher, which kind of blows my mind because, you know, back when we was in high school, it was like literally all the drama we used to give to teachers back then. For you to become a teacher, it kind of just blows my mind, right? So I think that was you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, um, mm. that was not in um, my path. If you, if I were um, asked back then, if I would be a teacher, you're right. I would not have said yes. It's, it's, I didn't choose the career. The career chose me. So in, in addition to that career, I mean, obviously you're an entrepreneur, right? A solo, solopreneur, entrepreneur. You got the hustle in you. I mean, obviously you're from Brooklyn. So that hustle goes without saying. I give everybody a warning. This conversation may get real Brooklyn really quick. It's <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> without a doubt. So to talk about like your entrepreneur side, just like a little bit, because I mean, like, you know, we grew up essentially together. So I understand like the hustle has always been there, but what made you kind of go into like becoming an author and, and going down that route? Okay. So, um, I became an author. It actually is connected to my teaching. Um, one day I was modeling for my students how to write the fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. And, um, so as a teacher, I'm always doing what I want them to do first. And I started writing this story and each day it was getting better and better and better. And they were so engaged and they were, you know, sitting at the edge of their seats waiting for the next part of the story. And then I said, this could actually be a book. Mm. 
And so that's how I got into writing books. So my first book was a children's book. Um, but I've always been a writer. Uh, I've always journaled. Um, even back then in high school, um, I think I would, maybe you can agree. I had a very vivid imagination. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, so that's how I began writing the story. But not only do um, I have three books now. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I am, I've always been a party planner. I've been a motivational speaker and um, a party coach. So my business began with being a party coach. Can okay, I? Let's just stop for a minute. Let's just stop. Like, what the hell is a party coach? So I, I like to think that I created that, um, that name. But actually, you know how, um, as a parent, because, you know, who wants to always plan the parties, right? Because, or if you're planning the party, by the time you get to the party, you don't want to have to play games with all the children. In fact, as a parent who is not necessarily an educator, you don't even want to manage several children. Well, I decided that because I'm always working with children, I was a daycare director, and I actually like engaging with them. Hmm. I thought about, hey, I could help the parents. I could actually be the one who plays the games. I was always the one who was playing the games with the children and coming up with the activities for the family events. Annually, we have um, a Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving dinner, and we have to keep the children engaged. And it was always Erica. And even when I decided that, you know, one or two years, I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this. They came to me. Okay, Erica. So what do you have planned for the kids? What's the activity? And so basically that's what a party coach is. The person who actually plays the games (laughs) with the kids. And that actually evolved a little bit because it's not just um, playing games, but sometimes even the adults, we play musical chairs and I'm the hostess and I'm the person who brings the taboo or brings the, you know, two questions and a lie or uh, two truths and a lie. That's how it's. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's hmm. what a so, party is. So it all started there. So, I mean, it, it seems like obviously we always kind of think about entrepreneur as a journey, right? So you're a teacher, you're doing these parties, you're writing children's books. So in that journey of writing these books, you cross genres. And like, you know, I've, I've published several books in my lifetime. So understanding like crossing genres, like that's a, like, like, it's like, a, it's like Stephen King going from horror to romance, right? It's kind of like one of those things. So like, how was that journey crossing between these, these genres? So I'd like to think that they overlap. And um, now that I think about it, the the children's book was probably in the works before that day with my, you know, those days with my students, Mm -hmm. because I used to do as part of my party coaching an interactive read aloud. Okay. And and I would search for books 
that, you know, I thought would really be engaging mm-hmm. for the children. And, and I'd sit there and I'd read the stories and me with my hands, I'd be animated. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it would be a good idea if I had my own read aloud, if <laughs> I could make that a part of my party coaching package. So now that I think about it, I do remember that I would do interactive read-alouds. And it was just part of, for me, like I said, it overlapped. It was a part of um, the package that I could now add. So then I could say, you know, when I read to the children, you know, guess who the author is? Because I always dress up. I put on my yellow wig or my purple wig or my pink hair and I put on the lashes and I have glitter everywhere. And it's all a part of um, the presentation. So bringing the book with me and it be my book, it's like I would bring it alive, the character alive. That's, def- that's definitely an interesting philosophy, like merging bet- between the two environments. So, I mean, just, just going back into that, that story of the developing these two environments, the one, like, why did you chose or why did you choose to go down that path? I mean, obviously, as a teacher, you had multiple different avenues, multiple different things you could have jumped into. Why did you jump into authorship and publications? Uh, well, I thought that um, writing was something I did really well. Mm-hmm. And because I did it every day, and the more that I did it, I thought the more that I was engaged in the writing process and the more that I was engaged in developing, uh, I started with essays. And and then, like I said, I went into teaching the different genres. I really liked the fantasy genre. And so it gave me an opportunity to escape. Mm-hmm. And so I could write about anything that I wanted to write about. And, you know, there were no boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it has something to do with that. I think for me, it was also very therapeutic. Yeah, it's funny that you brought it up because I think one of the key words that you just alluded to was escaping, right? And you always think about somebody that's in corporate America or a teacher, for example, and you're trying to either find an out or find alternative revenue. So in, in that process, right, so is that part of your journey? I mean, you want to educate people. That's your passion. But obviously being a teacher, was it going to give you the freedom that you wanted? Is that okay. part of the reason why you went down that road as well? Uh, I would say that having multiple streams of income mm-hmm. is absolutely a goal mm-hmm. of mine. And to do something that I find uh, just simply fun and mm-hmm. find joy in was, you know, it had a lot to do with it. It really wasn't the money. It really wasn't. Um, I, of course, I don't sell my books. For, I mean, I, I sell my books, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it wasn't really the money. And it had a lot to do with um, being uh, exposed to children, um, girls especially, Mm. who uh, have demonstrated a lack of self-esteem, had a lot to do with uh, the theme in my Mm. book as well, in my books as well. Uh, So it 
those are the reasons why I was drawn to uh, creating these books because I actually have two workbooks. And um, so the children's book is surrounded around, you know, there's themes such as um, friendship and um, I'm talking about uh, self-image, developing a positive self-image, but really in the workbooks, they get a chance to do the work. So I think part of that, it is my next segue, right, is it's a, it's a part, part of your purpose. You have your why as far as educating. But in addition to both of those things, you're really big into women empowerment. So you're bringing like all three of these aspects to the table, which leads me to like your dream big. And, and I'm, I'm just painting the picture as I see it from the outside looking in. So talk a little bit about like, you know, you got this imaging behind you with the pink dream big, which is completely different than your other brand. So talk a little bit about that brand and how you're doing more woman empowerment through that, that strategy. Okay. So I just need you to go with me and I need you, to, I need a dream big from you. So dream big. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I need you to say it. I, I need. Okay, I, okay, okay, okay. Dream so I, big. Want me to do it like you do? Dream big. Thank you. It's You're movement. welcome. I'm starting a movement. Okay. okay. So, yes, everything led up to dream big. Mm. However, it wasn't intentional. Things have a way of unfolding. Um, so you, you look back and you say all along, this is what I was doing all along in hindsight, I should say in hindsight, I can see that there was a common thread. Initially, it all started with me being a a child uh, in, um, so although I don't really think that I'm a religious person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would not describe myself as being a religious person. Some people may see, you know, my post and, and they may think that about me. However, I do have a foundation that comes from being in church. Mm-hmm. And being in church, I felt like as a young girl that the the girls were ignored at times. Mm-hmm. And Everything in terms of coaching and support was for the young men Hmm. or the young boys. And I remember feeling like they judged the girls and said, oh, our skirts were too short or, you know, we weren't doing certain things, but no one really took the time to stop and really guide us or redirect us in a way that I felt was um, non-judgmental. So you have to actually teach before you judge. I didn't feel like we received that, okay? So that's why I created the workbook, this one, (laughs) for young girls. Um, because I felt like, you know, we need women, young girls, especially, uh, of color needed to have the positive reinforcement. Hmm. And 
because I personally didn't feel like I received it. So that's where that came from. But then I started um, speaking because I teach adults. <laughs> and then they started saying to me, Ms. Jennings, you, you have a workbook for young girls, but what about us? What about us? And then, so I was like, you know what? <laughs> young girls, these young girls who are ignored or neglected become these young women. So what about them? And that's how Dream Big really started to surface. Uh, for years, I have been doing a workshop called um, Dream Big, <laughs> uh, the virtual, the, well, now it's virtual, but it started out as the vision board experience. And so my, um, I first started with my students at the beginning of the year, we would uh, do this um, vision board activity. But when it comes to Erica, nothing is really just <laughs> an activity. Like you know, I have to, it has to be, it has to be an experience, it has to be an experience. Mm -hmm. And so from that dream, that vision board activity, I developed the vision board experience. And so, uh, so that's something that I actually offer as well. We do, uh, recently about two weeks ago, I did, um, for the first time I did the virtual vision board experience. And so to support or supplement that experience, the ebook was developed. So, I mean, your, your depiction of a chronological storyline that you just kind of laid out walking into it, right? My next question is, we always hear about the 20 years it takes someone to be a success story, but it's always perceived to be an overnight success. How long did it take you to get to where you are currently? So I have been doing this for, let's see. It started in probably about 2000 and... I would say maybe like 2010 okay. or even before that, because there were like, I've always had this um, entrepreneurial spirit oh. as we, you know, I, I think even back in high school, there were activities that, you know, we came up with the hustle every day. Ideas. I don't know if you remember, but we had um, SOS NBC. Were you a part of that? Mm, I think no, I, was probably, I, I probably left by then. Okay, so SOS NBC was Save Our Schools, No Budget Cuts. Mm. Save Our Schools, No Budget Cuts. And we, um, so that was not like a business, you know, but mm -hmm. we came up with that idea. We went to city hall. We were, you know, <laughs> yes, Real. we were out there. Yes. 
So, you know, we did that. And then with Miss Parker, our gym teacher, we wrote a grant and we were talking about, um, I think this was the one where we had, uh, it was about safe sex. You got to remember that one. <laughs> anyway, but, but I bring up that to say that, you know, I've always been a visionary. Hmm. Always. Yeah. And been involved. And, you know, <laughs> just new ideas and, and creative uh, projects. Hmm. So, and, and that's how, that's how I look at what I'm doing now. Like these are a continuation. These are projects. Um, and so even back in high school, I guess we could say that, but to really start making money mm-hmm. like, <laughs> uh, I would say maybe I want to say 2003 but because mm-hmm. that that sticks out for me uh, because I've always been that person who has been the event planner got it got it and, and hosting events and and so I think that that was preparation toward just being my own boss. Okay. So with that, is there anything that you would want to do differently if you could do it all over again? Yes, actually. So there are times when I received uh, large sums of money. Mm-hmm. Like I got into an accident, you know, receive money that way or, you know, just different times. I was like, you had to clean it up. You sound a suspect. I was like, you pushing bricks. Like, what's going on? I'm like, you had I mean, to clean it up. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going there, but okay, okay, okay. I'm listening. Or an inheritance. I actually received an inheritance from my grandfather who passed away, um, you know, many, many years ago. And so I wish that I would have taken that money and mm. invested in my businesses or uh, yeah that's it mm-hmm. uh or purchase a property that could be my business location so that's what i would do differently just um invest the money differently yeah it's funny that you brought that up because i mean every single day i'm like you know dealing with my son i always tell him like yo for every dollar you make you can spend 10 to 20 percent of it and the other 80 percent reinvest it and stash it and you know like he was younger he used to absorb that now he's older he's kind of like but not everybody wants to live that way and i'm like does your ass want to live broke forever (laughs) or do you want to be able to live the way you're living now plus some when you get older so i kind of and it's funny because every time i turn my back i see him watching shark tank on the slot so he's he's he some of it is still there. So the point I'm bringing up next is like, do you come from an entrepreneurial background? Like for my kid, I know he's been raised in that environment. Like I would expect that he would take it and do something with it, but he's free to do whatever he wants to do. Did you grow up in an entrepreneurial household? Not at all. Not at all. Because I would say that both my mom and dad were... The nine to fivers, my mom especially, she was a teacher. That's not the reason why I'm a teacher, but <laughs> uh, she was a teacher. And but for over 30 years, mm. like pretty much at the same school. Mm. So that speaks to, you know, 
her perspective, <laughs> her perspective on um, how you should live your life. I mean, for many years, like many of my family members look at me like, you know, I'm crazy <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like, are you, you know, this is what you're doing until they actually see mm-hmm. the fruit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say no, no, not at all. Um, and I often like wondered, like, where did I get it from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's completely different for me. I looked at my mom and I looked at my dad and and I said, no, that's actually not how I want to live. I, I, I definitely will not retire as a teacher. I said it here first. Well, <laughs> loud and clear, loud and clear. So, I mean, earlier on, you alluded to that, obviously, you're a mom. So how do you juggle your work life with your family life and your entrepreneur life and everything else you got going on? You got a lot of things juggling. So how do you do that? And the pandemic. (laughs) It's not the first time we survived a pandemic, but yes, and the pandemic. So, but it is the first time for me having, Mm -hmm. I work remotely Mm -hmm. and my children uh, go to school remotely. And um, I would have to say it's, I I do it. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. There are some nights when I go to bed really, really late. And, and there are some mornings where I'm up really, really early just to make sure that I get everything done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're talking about like your morning habits. Sometimes you wake up really early. Sometimes you go to bed really late. So what's your morning routines, your morning habits that you do? Okay. Uh, so I would say flexibility for me is the key. Cause as I said, there are some nights mm-hmm. when I go to bed late and it's not like I'll go to bed late and then still wake up early, but I might. One thing that I say, I'd have to say that I do consistently is, and although it's not always structured, I always begin my day uh, with meditation. That may not always look the same, but I wake up and I'm still for... Like, I don't just get right up. Like, I actually just take a moment to uh, just think about just positive, positivity, positive thoughts. Like, I am big on affirmations. Big on affirmations, because that's actually what I believe gets me through. Hmm. So, mm No, I'm listening. So with the affirmations, and I think that's a a very important thing because I've asked that question to several dozen people at this point in time. And if it's not meditation, if it's not yoga, it's book reading or it's music, it's always something in that formula to kind of trigger like your brain to kind of wake up. So in that, right, I decided to create like an online book club, right? And it's it's gonna be launching soon. So what recommendations from like, obviously your book, Dream Big, would be a book that you could recommend, right? 
what other books are in, in that particular genre of business owners, entrepreneurs that you've read or that you're reading that you would want to recommend? So when I was thinking about that, uh, I read a book a long time ago. I think I may have been a teenager and it was called uh, The Rillionaire, Farrah Gray. And that came to mind because I think that was the book that shifted something in me. Mm. Having read that book, I felt like this, I think he was like 14 or 15 and he was a millionaire. And I, and I thought about it. I was like, why isn't that me? Why is it that me, if this 14 year old can do it, mm -hmm. I need to start thinking differently. Yeah. I need to adjust some things or furthermore, I can do it. So that was um, one of the books that really um, made a difference for me. Cool. I often recommend to my students and my adult students to read um, the seven habits of highly effective adults, right? Yep. People, seven habits of highly effective people. And, um, but they have this, um, there's a, a program that we use. It's not necessarily just the book, mm -hmm. but it takes you through steps on each one of the effect, the highly effective habits and there are like activities that you actually have to do in order to just like really tap into those habits and i really feel like that that book helps also with the paradigm shift you have to shift your beliefs and your thinking in order to become someone who is highly effective. And with that being said, that's how it's connected to the affirmations for me. <laughs> because reshaping my thoughts, constantly reminding myself to be positive, being intentional about what it is that I'm actually thinking, has really helped me. And so those two books really stand out for me. I mean, I've read so many books, <laughs> so many books, but those were the two that um, came to memory when I was thinking about the books that I was reading. So with that, right, I mean, you have the dream big book and obviously you have affirmations in there and, and it's kind of, who does that book really for? I mean, who would you, if I was in a room of a hundred people and you can talk to 10, 20, 30% of that room, who would that person be? Who would be the ideal person to pick up your book and read it and why? Uh, I think the ideal person would be someone and not necessarily a, a male or a female, but someone mm -hmm. who needs the reminders um, because it's, it's dream big, um, but it's positive notes for daily living. Mm -hmm. Because you have to remind yourself daily. It's not just something that you can just say, okay, I'm going to 
think this thought today. No, because then something happens <laughs> that shifts your day or your mood. Um, and then at the beginning of the next day, you have to remind yourself. So anyone, anyone who needs reminders of just that they need to speak positively to themselves. It's good. So with all the things that you have going on, right? You have the family, you have the business, you have school, you have education, you have party in the background, which is, I, I think these days. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of in the background, right? But so what do you see yourself in 20 years from now? Where do I see myself in 20 years? Yeah, including you and your business. I mean, they're one and the same. Any solopreneur or entrepreneur, we understand that our life and our business are essentially one and the same. So where do you see that unit of you and your business in 20 years from now? Well, um, I, in 20 years, I really would like to have less of a hands-on approach. I would like for my businesses uh, to actually be running themselves mm -hmm. ultimately that is the goal so that i could spend more time doing what i find joy in and that is being a motivational speaker connecting mm -hmm. with people mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i'm just i'm just thinking about that so i mean it's just kind of like this, I mean, usually when, when I hear that statement, it is usually when I'm saying, okay, like, do you and have you tried to develop systems in place like automation and documenting everything that you do on a day-to-day -day basis and itemize it out so you can kind of reflect and look at it? Have you done that yet? No. That's the first, that's the first step. Nope. I would say that that's that's the first step. And, <laughs> that's, I, and that's that's the first I'm just I'm just I'm like I'm just gonna like just give you the free consult straight up and down. Like that's Thanks. the first step to that strategy is to document everything. And I think it was um it was an episode season two, episode two, and it was Damon. And we was talking about Damon's business and he developed an SEO metropolis. Mm -hmm. And he went from like 100,000 to 300,000 to 500,000 to where he's in the millions now. But he said the thing that changed his business was that he stopped everything he was doing and he documented all his processes, all of them. It took him like a year to get everything listed out. But then once he had it documented, then it made it completely easy for him to delegate because now he knows exactly what he wants and how it needs to be done and all the steps and procedures, even the little details, even like, like your pink, you may say the pink is this and somebody may pick a, you want to put the exact pink number down. You want to say, Hey, I want my font to be, you want to put every single detail you can in a document and then take that document and delegate it out. And then you'll get your dream to be systematic and then you can go and speak. Thank you. Taking notes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you. No problem. So, I mean, talking about tools, right? What tools do you use in your business? Because I mean, obviously you got a lot of different things going on. So like what software are you using right now to kind of essentially manage or juggle and kind of adapt what you're doing into your lifestyle? So I use Gumroad. Hmm. Gumroad has been wonderful with uh, the sales for my ebook. Mm -hmm. Basically, are you you're familiar with Gumroad? Yeah, of course, right. Of course, I'm I don't say of course, but 
Oh, but I don't know. Based on your facial expression, I don't know if you... Well, I'm familiar with it, but I, I would just say it wouldn't be the application I would use if I was in your shoes. Oh, we'll see that the question I have for you afterwards, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> but, okay, so I'm using um, Gumroad mm -hmm. for that. I also use PayPal Business, mm -hmm. which uh, is for the hard copy books that I um, have created. Mm. Can I say which one that I don't really like? Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the beginning of you know, this whole book process, mm -hmm. everyone is like, you know, put the books on Amazon. <laughs> Make sure your book is on Amazon and bnn.com. I have to say, I don't really like that platform <laughs> uh, to sell my books. Okay. Because there are a couple of reasons why. Okay. Well, for one, I don't really know who's purchasing my books. And I mean, you know, as a, I, you know, I'm still kind of on a small scale for the children's book. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to know, like, I want to know who's, you know, supporting me. Mm -hmm. And so I don't like it because of that. And then they just keep dropping the price. <laughs> That's a good thing. Is it? Yes. So oh, okay. it, I, I'll tell you why that's a good thing and, and based upon the algorithm, but if your book price is dropping without you dropping it, yeah, it is a great thing for you. Oh, okay. yeah. all right. Keep well, going, keep going, keep, keep, keep chopping up Amazon, but we keep going. Okay. Well, you know, I love Amazon for other things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just don't like it for me personally right now as an author, but those two things are the reasons pretty much why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just I, I just can't I'm trying to buy my time, but I just can't let that last part slide. So just just to give you a little insight about Amazon, right? And yeah. when you later on you have opportunity to ask me any questions you want. But Amazon, when they drop your price, they're still paying you your full royalties. That's that's why it's a good thing. So they're dropping the price because you're having traffic and they're gonna continue to market that product for you, much like how Walmart would say price cutting. And as price cuts come, people will buy more. So Amazon gets a bite of any percentage, whether it's a penny or five cents or $5, they're thinking volume. So if they drop the price because you have an influx of people going to that particular product and the algorithm is saying, oh my God, people are buying, let's make more people buy. Let people share, let people delegate, let people know that this book was $9.99 and now it's $7.99 or now it's $5.99. More sales go up, you still get the same royalties that you originally set up and Amazon's still going to get royalties no matter because they're sending to more people. So instead of getting 1,000, now they got 2,000. If you add 50 and 50 together, it's still 100% for them. They don't care either way. So gotcha. that's, that's golden, right? So as far as business-wise, Amazon does everything for a reason. And that's why they're like the big monster when it comes to publications. So if you okay. ever see your price being dropped, you just sit back and be like, yes, keep dropping it. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to your other point about them not giving you the, the, the list and giving you a name, that's why there's other components before they get to Amazon. And obviously, you know, you're using the Gumroad, but there, you could have way more control using landing pages or opt-in pages. Okay. And then you send your traffic to the opt-in page. So before they even get access to your book, before they even get access to anything else, then you're sending them to a funnel. And by sending them to that funnel, you're capturing that name. So we're going to talk about that. 
Yes, yeah. we will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So like just going into like like final words of wisdom. I, I am a and I, it's funny because I said this the other day. I was like, I'm a young 21-year-old woman, and, and, and my guest was like, No, the hell you ain't. So I'm a young <laughs> individual person growing up with, with entrepreneur tendencies. And I see you as a figure that as my role model. What words of wisdom would you say to me to inspire me to follow in your footsteps? Well, I'll start off by saying difficult does not mean impossible. And what where I where I'm going with that is it's not easy. The journey is not always easy. I would say in fact for most people the journey to success has been difficult. But although it's difficult, it doesn't mean that you're not going to accomplish what you set out. So don't give up. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I remember you encouraged me a couple of, what was that, a couple of months ago or it might be like almost a year at this point where you were like, hey, what's going on with the book? And I was like, ah, I'll get to it. Do you remember that? Were yeah, you? I do. And that's <laughs> when I saw this, I was just like, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. No matter what it looks like. And I mean, like if you have, you go live, you have one person, just keep going. Yeah, that right. one person will turn into two and that two will turn into four and it'll just keep growing if you're consistent that's that's the key right there is being consistent and keep progressing and i think a lot of people they they miss that they'll start doing something and they will not see the and it's funny because it's, it's whether it's paid whether you're paying for ads or whether you're paying someone to do something or whether you're doing it for yourself and it always goes back to that image it's always the illustration of of a two tunnels and, and the both guys have pitchforks and they're digging and digging and one of them stops and he's like an inch away from the diamonds and the other one he's a mile away but he's steadfast and he's going to get the diamonds eventually it's the same principle that, that you just demonstrated and i think people they need to understand that you got to be consistent mm -hmm. and you got to push through mm -hmm. yeah. so so what, how can people find you online i mean i mean website facebook twitter instagram lights camera action where can they find you? <laughs> uh, so my website is www.ericajennings.com. And uh, so you can find all of the products there. Mm -hmm. For the ebook, I am uh, on Gumroad. But I think I have a feeling we're going to talk. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to talk live if you want. We'll talk about yeah. it live. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. you're gonna talk. And um, so my Facebook is Erica Jennings, mm -hmm. um, E R I K K A mm -hmm. <laughs> Jennings, and my Instagram, my IG is at E Believable, E Believable. So that's how you can find me. Cool, cool. So Scrolling into the bonus round, the bonus questions, right? So my favorite bonus question, and, and I think I just love this question because I always say the same thing, that no matter who I ask this question to, the answer is going to be uniquely different every single time. So okay. if you could spend 24 hours with anybody, 
dead or alive, uninterrupted for those 24 hours, who would it be and why? <sighs> You're putting me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who would it be and why? And why? Okay. What a bit of Jeopardy music? Do, 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 do. <laughs> So, I, if I could spend 24 hour, hours with anyone, I would want to spend 24 hours with God. But like, you know, not in heaven, not ever to come back, but like, <laughs> and uh, because I, I want to know, like, I, I want the jewels. Hmm. I, I want the keys. I, I want to know what. I need to do in order to obtain the success that I desire. <laughs> and I feel like it's, it comes from divine, like I want the divine inspiration, but I, if, if I could have God in the physical with me for 24 mm-hmm. hours, I would definitely take that. You know, it's that's a interesting. I've heard Jesus before, but if you want to trump that, I mean, by all means, you kind of go up one step up the food chain, right? <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty pretty interesting answer. All right, I got another bonus question for you. All right, if you could be a superhero, who would it be and why? If I could be a superhero, who would it be and why? Mm-hmm. Jeopardy music once again. <laughs> well, I would create my own. Okay. <laughs> I would create my own superhero in which I could specifically design or just give all of the different characteristics that mm-hmm. I would want. I would mm-hmm. craft her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would craft her to be uh, exactly what I want her to be. There's going to have to be some magic in there because my book is about magic and I really just. Well, yeah. After spending 24 hours with God, I'm I'm sure you'll be able to get the insights on how to to help create. (laughs) Of course. Like, but you see, this is where my, my imagination comes from. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see it. Book created, like that's why I created the children's book. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. This is a time where I pass the microphone to you, and you can ask me any question that you would like. Thank you. Well, first of all, I would like to say that I am so proud of you, so proud of you, and I think that because I have known you for so long, and I've known you since you were a kid, we were both mm-hmm. kids. Um, I'm so proud of, you know, everything that you have accomplished and, and the, the man that you have grown to be. So I just want to say that I want to say that, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity and, um, for already just dropping those jewels, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, on me. Uh, but the question, I didn't know that you had so many um talents although i do know that you've always been pretty special (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, but I mean in terms of your businesses. Mm-hmm. So I really just want to know how I can like. So earlier I was just thinking about just marketing. Mm-hmm. How to go. <laughs> from where I am to the next level, because, you know, you can always go higher. And I think, I don't know if that's like a question that is for another time or that we have to like, you know, do some consulting, but I'm definitely going to tap into that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could definitely, so to, to paraphrase your question, you're one, you're asking me, how can you take where you are and market it to the next level? Right. So I, I would just, Pulling back to this conversation about maybe 15, 20 minutes ago about the whole um, gum road versus Amazon thing. The, the main reason why, and I'm just going to tell you like the story of why people use Amazon, because Amazon is kind of like, if I want to watch a movie, what's the first thing you're going to think about? If I want to watch a digital movie online, what's the first company that's going to pop in your head? Netflix. Yeah, you know, either that was you didn't say old school ass blockbuster, you didn't say Hulu, you didn't say Disney, you said Netflix, because Netflix is pretty much the new blockbuster. But mm-hmm. if you think about publication, well, Amazon started from delivering books. That's out of his garage. So you have to understand they've understand the algorithm of books, they understand the algorithm of people, much like how Facebook understands people's behaviors. Mm-hmm. Amazon understands that and they have millions upon billions of users so gumroad they may have a few million and people may or may not find your book on there but on amazon through the categories right you can people don't realize you can list 10 categories and those categories if you become a top seller in those categories your book's automatically going to sell to your other point your numbers were dropping down they would just say the book was 9.99 and they were changing the price to 7.99 that's also a gift in itself because now amazon is saying people are buying your books let's get more people to buy your books so if you keep playing with the algorithm of amazon it's always going to work for you and to think about your book is not the end all resource for your for your revenue the right. book is, is a gateway right so if you're thinking about, okay, like with the way I market my books, I may, I don't even, like I put a lot of content in my books and I put it out there and sometimes I check my sales. But for me, it's more so if I'm having a conversation with somebody about a particular topic, I can refer them to my book. Or if I'm on a podcast, I could talk about my book. And then through that book, through the chapters in that book, they're just itemizing all my other services. It's talking about my other ventures. It's talking like, like on this show, I'm talking about a book club, but there's monetizations with book clubs that people don't even realize that you can monetize. So I can give away my book to everybody in my book club. And by default, by me creating a book club and talking to the people and giving them my books, the fallout is going to be services or it's going to be other products that I may or may not sell. So for you, you have a dream big book, right? But your real diamond is you. And to your point about being a motivational speaker, you're going to have to figure out how to keep the monetization level to where it is now and scale it by putting you in front of the camera and using your book as a gateway. So don't think of the book. A lot of times you hear marketers say they're giving away the book for free. That's what you want to start getting into. Give the book away for free and convert. Or the other way of doing it is go to big, like big corporations and sell your service and sell your book as part of that package. But think about it, that book was coming from Amazon. If you were buying your books directly from Amazon and a corporation is buying the books from you, there's zero cost to you and you become a number one top seller by default because these corporations are buying 50 to 60 books at a time 
and your numbers on Amazon is going to shoot up every single time you make those purchases. Mm -hmm. Step and repeat, step and repeat, step and repeat. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. And that's just like a few of the little elements in the world that you can do. But for you, I would definitely want to create like a, a landing page. That's, that's your first thing. You want to create some kind of funnel and you want to put people in the funnel. The more people you put in the funnel, the better. It's like a pipeline with holes in it. You want the assholes to fall out. You want the people that's not going to spend money to fall out. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, you're going to get the pure people, the people that you're looking for, the people that want to hear your voice, the people that love you. Oh my God, I want to be like her. Lights, camera, action. Everything she has, I want. I want a t-shirt. I want a hat. I want to get my hair like I want her glasses. That's the people that you want at the end of the tunnel, but there's only one way to find them. You got to put them in the tunnel to be able to find them. We definitely have a consultation coming up. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I mean, I look forward to it. I mean, this is, I mean, to your point, I mean, I definitely I appreciate you um, coming on the show. I definitely appreciate your little um, compliment at the end. I really appreciate it. It's, it's kind of funny when you said that I don't really look at myself like that no more. It's like I'm on some other shit, but at the same time, I'm still that crazy dude. It's just in a different way. But it's sitting in my seat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, sit in your seat together. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for our listeners, she's seen class. me. She's seen me get like suspended, pretty much expelled from schools, handcuffed in police cars. She's seen all that shit. So. Well, I was not gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember sitting in math class mm -hmm. and you sitting next to me and us passing notes. I that's the. Chanel, I was talking about mm. <laughs> super, yeah. super smart <laughs> and yeah. definitely in math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's kind of one of those things, man. I mean, life has a way of, of correcting itself. So, absolutely, definitely. Absolutely. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. It was definitely a great episode, and I look forward to seeing what you're gonna do next. Thank you. This was great. Great. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 233 boss that's 762-233-2677 i would love to hear from you remember to become a boss in cage you have to release your inner beast sa grant signing off listeners of boss on cage are invited to download a free copy of our host sa grant's insightful ebook become an uncaged trailblazer Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.